Well, first I'd like to begin by honoring and acknowledging our friends from India who have joined us, Padma, Arnab, Baljinder, Lakshmi and her husband, and Avinash. The master said that in the future, India and America would join hands, combining the spiritual understanding and wisdom of the East with the practical efficiency of the West. And this would bring about a new age. One of our speakers earlier in the week, uh, Nayaswami Jaya, who is a Kriyacharya and teacher in our work in India, was talking about the differences between teaching in India and in the West. And Master said that ignorance is 50-50, East and West. So we have our delusions, India has its delusions. But the, an Indian uh, sage who was visiting the West at one point said, you Westerners uh, accuse us Indians of being superstitious in our religion. But what greater superstition can there be than to think you can find happiness from inanimate objects? <laughs> and one of our teachers in India, after giving a lecture, you know, uh, had an interesting experience. In India, they believe in the power of yoga. They've seen it for millennium, and they know that it can change you. And so one of uh, an Indian student, new student, challenged one of our yogacharyas after giving a talk, and he said, you say you've been doing yoga all these years and meditation. What powers have you accrued? And the answer was tremendous, couldn't have been better. This Yogacharya thought for a moment and then he said, I have developed the power to choose to be happy under all circumstances. And if one has that power, what in life can touch you? Yogananda said once, he said, you know, my detractors are saying that I lost my powers. I don't know that I ever had any powers. <laughs> and here he is, an avatar, someone one with the universe, saying, I don't have any powers. He who had the ability to transform the consciousness of a planet at this point in time says, and he didn't have any powers. Why is that possible? Because if you are one with God, you realize that it is God's power that is doing all of this. It's not your power. It's God's energy that's flowing through you. And so the power to change the consciousness of an age, the power to choose to be happy or not, and under all circumstances, where does that come from? It comes from an upward flow of energy in the spine and the magnetism that is created by it. And that's what I would like to talk about this morning to share with you all. What is that magnetism that comes from the practice of Kriya Yoga? How does it work in the spine? And how does it transform our consciousness? wonderful things. One could 
talk about them for the rest of one's life and never really get to the end. Well, Master has a wonderful example. He says, consider a bar magnet as opposed to just a piece of lead, of metal. What makes it a magnet? Well, we know from our science studies in elementary school that a magnet has a north and south pole. And these are created because all the molecules are aligned in that way. And forgive me, Andy, who has a PhD in physics. I'm, this is as good as I can do with it. <laughs> but all the little molecules are aligned north, south. And so what does that do? It creates a flow of energy. And in that flow of energy, it becomes magnetic. And it draws things to it. And so Master said, it's the same with our spine. Our spine has the, it's the same thing as a bar magnet. There's a positive pole at the Kathusta Chaitanya, the spiritual eye, the center of Christ consciousness, and there's a negative pole at the very base of the spine, at the coccyx center, the muladhara the, uh, chakra, thank you. And when the energy is raised from the base of that negative pole and joined to the positive pole, our spines become magnetized. And then everything begins to change everything. We try so hard to, oh, I've got to work on this quality, and I can't get mad at this person, and oh, I said the wrong thing, and you know, all these little vortices of energy. They're just tied up, committed little pockets of energy. But when we can magnetize our spine, we don't have to worry about all those little things. Swamiji gives the beautiful illustration in his wonderful, wonderful book, The Essence of the Bhagavad Gita. To me, it's his masterpiece. And he talks about a river that's sort of moving sluggishly through its banks. And there are little eddies with debris along the banks. But if you release, if maybe there's a huge storm up in the mountains, and then that water starts pouring down into that river with such force that all those little eddies with debris just get washed away, and it's this clear flowing stream. Well, that's what happens when our spine is magnetized. Master said most people's spines are spiritually paralyzed. What does that mean? And in fact, it's a good point. When we talk about the spine, we're not talking about the nerves. We're not talking about the vertebrae. We're talking about the astral spine, the energy field. Swami gives a brilliant discussion of this in the Art and Science of Raja Yoga in the chapters on Anatomy of Yoga, where he talks about the centers of energy, the chakras, in this astral spine and how it's a perfect parallel with a magnet and with the flow of energy that there's all these, all these little thwarting cross currents of ego and they neutralize so that we're just paralyzed. We can't go left, we can't go right, we can't go up, we can't go down because all the energy is, is the thwarting cross currents of conflicting committed energy that the world, our karma creates. 
So I want to be spiritual, but I don't want to give up fun little diversions. I want to meditate, but oh, there's so many things I need to accomplish in this life. And so all these little thwarting cross currents. I want to be nice to that person, but think about what they did to me, you know? And so it goes on and on, and, and they're just spinning and spinning and spinning. But if we can magnetize the spine, if we can draw that energy up and bring it to the Kathusta Chaitanya, we don't have to worry anymore about all those little details. It's just like debris in a stream. It just gets washed away. And there's that beautiful chant that Gyanamata used to sing, before my eyes, my dead self lies. Oh, bliss beyond compare. And this is what happens. We look at who we used to be, and when our spine becomes, begins to be magnetized, and we say, I'm not that person anymore. I remember being in that exact same situation and really reacting negatively, and now I walk through it with the power to choose to be happy under all circumstances. Now, why is that? We need to understand that there are currents of energy in the spine, and there's an upward-flowing energy, and there's a downward-flowing energy. And when we're in an upward-flowing energy, everything around us seems good. And when we're in a down, when the energy is flowing downward in the spine, when we begin to think about ourselves and our problems and worries, the energy flows downward. But it's even subtler than that. Because when through yoga practice, we begin to raise the energy, it changes the nature of our thoughts. So it isn't just like, well, something good happened to me and my energy goes up and something bad happens to me and my energy goes down in the subtle spine. It's deeper than that. Because when the energy is flowing upward, we can be in hell. And it is a fine place to be. I remember some years ago, 1979, when we were starting our center in San Francisco. And Swamiji had been, and Jyotish and I went down as part of the team. Others here were also part of the team. We had a wonderful ashram there. And Swamiji was there for several months. And he was giving classes and creating magnetism and energy and drawing people. And then there came a time where he said, it's time for me to go back to Ananda Village. And we were a little shaky about that. Oh, boy, here we are in the heart of San Francisco after living in a, the blissful magnetism and energy of Ananda Village for some 10 years. And the night before he left, he said, let's have a nice celebration. So first we went out and had a lovely dinner, and then he said, let's go out and see a movie. So we went to see a movie that uh, we all still enjoy after all these years, the original Pride and Prejudice, a very nice movie. And we went to it, but we weren't, I wasn't, paying attention to the details. Of, and we got out of the movie, and it was Saturday night, it was midnight, and it was in one of the worst sections of San Francisco the red light district and we were we and we had a long way to walk back to the car and there we were 
and part of me, I could feel the downward pull. But Swamiji was like a sod buster. Do you know what those are? And when the, when the um, uh, settlers were coming across the prairies, there were this incredible sod with roots four and five feet deep. And they had these things called sod busters, which were incredibly strong plows. And they would be pulled by teams of oxen. And they would cut the roots and break up the soil so that they could plant the prairies. Otherwise, there was no way. And so Swamiji was like a sod buster. He was at the head of the line. There were about 20 of us. And he just cut through those tentacles of Maya that everything you could imagine that you don't want to see in life was there. <laughs> and, he, and it was as though we were floating behind him in a sea of bliss, untouched by any of that. And we lived in San Francisco for the next three years, and it never touched me at all. People said, how can you live here? I said, what? What? What are you talking about? Because we, he broke it for us. He, with his magnetism, he broke the hypnotism of Maya. And we could just be there. And so when our energy is upward flowing, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's happening. You could be on your deathbed in pain and suffering. And if the energy is at the Kathusa Chaitanya, at the Christ Center, you are in bliss. And we have seen this in our lives, watching our friends go through difficulties and tests. But because of their yogic practice, their energy was always, and their consciousness was filled with joy. It's no, we're not just talking words. We're talking experience. And so to the extent we can raise that energy up, it changes our perception, and we have the power to choose how we respond to life. Master said, all circumstances in life are neutral. It's only how we respond to them that makes it positive or negative. And we can find that power within ourselves so that, as Pranabha was saying, the yogi may, can stand unshaken amidst the crash of breaking worlds. And Master said, whenever we meditate a little bit, the energy rises in the spine. Whenever we have a positive thought, I, I, this, I love to hold on to this one, the energy rises in the spine. Whenever we do a kind act, the energy rises in the spine. But it's inconsistent and not under our control yet. And that's where we come to the practice of Kriya Yoga, because that is the supreme technique for magnetizing the spine and making those changes permanent in our consciousness, not fluctuating, not temporary, but permanent. And so coming back to the illustration of a bar magnet and our spine, there are two ways to create a magnet from a piece of lead. The first one is to run a current through it. And boom, all those little molecules get all aligned, and the bar of lead becomes magnetic. Well, that running the current through, the sp through that bar of, magnet, of lead 
is equivalent to our practice of Kriya Yoga. It's a technique for, uh, and some of you will learn it for the first time tonight, some of you will review it, some of you will learn the second technique and the third and fourth technique. And the masters came to give us this gift. Please, please don't think I'm not ready, I'm not good enough. If you live and breathe, if you have suffered in life, you are ready for Kriya Yoga. It's as simple as that. So do pursue getting this initiation. You know, if, if we all waited till we were perfect, none of us would be, receive Kriya Yoga. I remember some years ago, I've told this story often, but I see my dear friend Roma here. We were giving a, a um, New Year's Eve retreat and we were doing an exercise with the students, and we were writing down things about ourselves we wanted to change, and you know how you do, and affirmations, and things you want to leave behind you, and things you want to work on. And afterwards, one of the students came up to me and said, I find this really depressing. And I said, what? And he said, well, you've been here for 20 years. It was a while ago. And he said, and you're still not perfect yet. And luckily, I didn't know what to say, and luckily, just at that moment, Roma walked by, and she said, well, Davy's the only one in the community that isn't perfect, and, and that's why we let her work with the new guests. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> but if... What we do with Kriya, it's a specific breathing technique associated with the spine. And we learn to control the energy in the astral spine and raise it up. And it begins, Master said, the practice of Kriya Yoga changes the molecular structure of the brain. Peter was talking, Dr. Peter gave that magnificent talk on Tuesday about the malleability of the brain. Well, Kriya Yoga, what Master was giving us a technique to accelerate the transformation of the brain, to accelerate the ability of the brain to expand, to high, receive higher consciousness. And so with we learn how to, through this specific breathing technique, which is done in association with currents in the spine, and as Master says so enigmatically and uh, tantalizingly in the chapter, An Autobiography of a Yogi on the Science of Kriya Yoga, he said the specifics of this technique cannot be given in a book that will be distributed to the general public. So in other words, if you want it, you have to go for it. But in this technique, we get these currents under our control, and we're able to begin like that strong flow of water from the mountains. We begin loosening the little vortices of energy. What, have we, what is Patanjali's second aphorism? Yoga's chitta vritti narod. Yoga is the neutralization of the vortices of energy. And Kriya Yoga is the technique par excellence for 
neutralizing, magnetizing, releasing all those little vortices and getting rid of the karmic debris. And so that we stand clear and strong. Our spines aren't paralyzed anymore. We move through the world with magnetism, with clarity, with the power to choose whether to be happy or not under all circumstances. So that is one way that we magnetize our spine through running the current of Kriya Yoga through it. The second way on the physical plane that you magnetize a piece of metal is to put it in association with a, a bar that's already magnetized with a magnet. And how, what's the parallel here in our spiritual path? It's the guru. The guru is already totally freed from any vortices. His energy is flowing, centered totally at the spiritual eye. Swamiji tells a beautiful story of when he was, a, he said, just being in Master's presence, meditating with him, I felt my consciousness totally centered at the spiritual eye. And he said, once a group of us were gathered with Master, <clears throat> and so it is even with great uh, yogis, that sometimes they have to talk about mundane things. Since there was a group of monks seated in the room with Master, and Master was talking with some of them about filling potholes in the driveway, something very mundane. And Swamiji was a young monk. He said, it didn't concern me. So I was sitting in the back of the room. I had my eyes closed. I was meditating. He said, but just being in his presence listening to him talk about filling potholes, I began to feel all the energy being drawn up my spine, being centered at the Kathusta Chaitanya. And then it was as though my forehead burst open and my consciousness was just soaring out into the infinite. He said it was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that. He said, I wasn't even looking at him. I was barely listening to his words. He wasn't talking to me. But the power of his magnetism brought up his energy and released it at that point. And so we were talking yesterday about that phrase from the Bible that Master quoted often, to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. What is it that you receive? We need to just understand that. It isn't a book. It isn't a lesson. It isn't a picture on the wall. It's the magnetism of the guru. That's what we need to receive. How do we do that? With wanting it with all our heart and mind and soul and strength. Come to me. You know, there's a wonderful story from the life of Ramakrishna when he was one of the great saints of the last century in India. And he used to, when he was just starting his mission, he would stand on the roof of the temple outside of Calcutta and he would hold his arms up and he would just say, My own, come to me, come to me, calling them magnetically. And they came. And they built that wonderful work, which is now the Vedanta Society in the West. And so we need to understand, by the practice of Kriya Yoga, we magnetize the spine. And with that magnetic spine, with that 
flowing energy focused at the point between the eyebrows, then we can call on the guru. Then he will hear us. You know, if you're standing where you don't have good cell phone reception, what happens? But when you have a clear cell, you know, direct line of sight, and that's what Kriya Yoga gives us, a direct line of sight to the guru's consciousness so that we can draw his magnetism and then we have the power to become the sons of God. We have the power to choose to be happy under all circumstances. And we have the power to know God.